It's just gone 6.30 on SFM 1042 to uh, 107. Wow, what a weekend of rugby we've seen, certainly in the Six Nations. It is a World Cup year, bear in mind. Certainly been enjoying the Six Nations rugby and the way uh, Ireland uh, and England have been playing. Ooh, such a tense final weekend of rugby is upon us. But any one of four teams can actually still go on and win the Six Nations title. Remarkably, France still has an outside chance. England, their win over Scotland means they uh, are effectively in a three-way tie for uh, for the lead and looking to beat Wales and Ireland to the title but uh, it's going to require Ireland to lose to Italy and Scotland to lose to uh, no Scotland lose to Ireland and Wales to lose to Italy so it's not going to be easy either way it's a lot of permutations, but I could go on about the permutations forever with the rugby and certainly some great football. This is the PSL radio show, Segunjala. We're going to be talking about uh, loads of PSL action. We're going to have two special guests on the show as well, including Kostarin Papic, coach of Pulaguani City, and we're going to talk about a man who produced some real magic. Bradley Hrobler, whose father, of course, used to produce uh, magic. Might even chat about his dad. He's going to be on the show uh, in just a little bit. But we're going to start off with some sports news for you. Cycling, Christoph Sauza and Yaroslav Kulavi of Investec Somer Specialized took honours in the 113-kilometer first stage of the Absa Cape Epic. Jeff Aliff has the details. Stage one, unsurprisingly, lived up to its name as one of the toughest of the week. 113 kilometers, 2,800 meters of climbing. The heavens opened just in time to see Investec Songo specialized Christoph Sauser and Yaroslav Kulhavi. They crossed the line in 51 seconds ahead of the Bulls, Carl Plack and Urs. It's the overall leader's jersey. They now lead overall in a general classification by 45 seconds. In third place, multiban Marida Jose Hermida and Rudy van Hoots. Uh, EAI South Africa, Harvey Kombrandt and Johan Rabi were the first South Africans across the line down in seventh place. In the ladies' race, a crash for Ariane Kleinans didn't prevent Risi and Specialized from dominating again. Ariane and Annika Langfleck just too strong for the opposition. They finished 17 minutes clear of Ascenders Health. South Africa's Robin de Groot and Jenny Stenehag in second place overall. In the Masters category, it was Bart Brenchens and Abrao Azevedo finishing 3 minutes 33 ahead of Robson and Nico Fitzmaier. Jeff Ailiff, SAF and Sports in Elgin. Rugby News, round six of the Varsity Cup got underway with the Schimmlers looking to maintain the run-beaten run against the defending champions UCT in Bloemfontein. It's currently 39-24 to the Schimmlers with uh, six minutes to play. Two matches have just kicked off. Pucker looking to move into the top four with an away win against newcomers CUT and three-time champions Marty's hoping to keep their playoff hopes alive against the NMU Madibas in Stellenbosch. Tonight's 7pm kickoff sees log leaders Tux face fourth-placed UJ in Houting Derby in Johannesburg. Meanwhile, Stormers captain Dwayne from Mirland will not play in the team's next Super Rugby match against the Highlanders in Dunedin on March the 28th. Vermeerland played his fifth consecutive match for the Stormers when they hosted the Chiefs at Newlands this past weekend. According to an agreement between SA Rugby Union and the SA Rugby franchises, the uh, key Springboks will not be allowed to play more than five successive games in this year's competition in order to keep them fresh for the upcoming Rugby World Cup. Football news. Fifth place Liverpool visit Swansea City at the Liberty Stadium in tonight's Barclays Premier League action as they look to continue challenging Manchester United for a Champions League spot. 
Reds captain Stephen Gerrard is fit again after seven games out with a hamstring injury, while Martin Skrittle and Mamadou Sokko are also available. Meanwhile, Reading and Bradford will contest their FA Cup quarterfinal replay only two days after playing league games. The victor will claim a Wembley semi-final against Arsenal. On to some cricket news for you. A.B. de Villiers and Kumar Sangakara will battle for their number one batting spot in the ICC ODI player rankings when South Africa plays Sri Lanka in the first Cricket World Cup quarterfinal on Wednesday. De Villiers began the 2015 uh, with 76 rating points ahead of Sangakara, but is now only leading the Sri Lankan by 38 rating points. Sangakara tops the tournament batting stats with 496 runs, including four centuries, while A.B. de Villiers scored 417. That's your sports news. CSL Radio Show. Well, let's get straight into it on SFM 104-107. Another resorbing PSL uh, weekend of action. Five fixtures having taken place. And certainly uh, a few results that have shaken things up in the league standings quite considerably. We've got uh, soccer commentator and analyst Brian Wolfgang in the studio. Brian, thanks for joining us. Another uh, surprise weekend, I suppose. Uh, for me, though, Pulaguani City hammered 5-0 by sundowns, returned three days later and beat a Celtic side that was as yet undefeated in the Clinton last in this year. Surprising turnaround? It was indeed, I mean, but if, if you look at the way they've played Dwayne over this, uh, this year in particular, or since the season, in fact, Polokwane City, every time they get thumb five, they always win the next game. So, I mean, we're expecting them to win, but not by three goals to nil against uh, Pedicinium, who before that particular game had not considered a goal this year at all, in all competitions. Uh, but I mean, it was a fun performance by them. But also, I think the pressure went back to Celtic, because Celtic went into this game knowing they have to win by five goals for them to win Q3. Because Sundowns had won by five, meaning they made it a lot difficult for them there to win by five, for them to eventually be able to clip Sundowns and win the Q3. And they went there, they were without, they tell his man that he's Lerato Lamola, suspended. They tweaked things around, changed things in the middle of the park. It was half past three in the afternoon in Polokwane, 40 degrees Celsius. Polokwane City ran riot against them and eventually found the goals. And some good goals as well. Maritzburg United, though, making it two wins from two. And uh, could be looking good for a top eight finish after that, uh, I suppose, da- dangerous period where they went nine matches without a win. But suddenly they're looking good. Confident. In fact, if before the game kicked off yesterday, we're thinking one thing. Teams that won against Chiefs, for example, Super Sport United, win against Chiefs, the Raiders came off. They just couldn't do anything else after that. Marisbeck United hadn't actually won back-to-back matches since last year, uh, that is August, September, when they actually went back-to-back matches. It was against Super Sport United and actually winning against the same team, Platinum Stars, when they actually won. So that you were thinking... Uh, is it going to be one of those situations where they'll come here after winning against Chiefs, exerting themselves too much on Wednesday? They're struggling the heat especially. It was very hot yesterday. Platinum Stars known to run at you when they're playing in that heat. But oh my, oh my. Was, I mean, Dylan, to score his first goal in Marisbeck United Colors, that was a classic. To score, that was beautiful. Then the man who didn't scored for literally seven months and two days, and I was like, no, nah, he's never going to score again. Comes off the bench, scores the winner, and Alan Freeze at the end of the game, you could see from a post-match interview, and he just said, what must I do? And he just walked off, and I thought, wow, he's not happy. Certainly wasn't happy, but I'll tell you, that celebration from Dylan McCoy, as you say, it was almost like he had not planned any celebration at all, just couldn't believe that, uh, <laughs> that he had finally found a goal. I mean, he said on the show a few weeks ago, I haven't settled yet in the PSL. And, you know, I, I suppose in a sense, a goal is going to help him settle. And the confidence of the players around him uh, is superb. But let's look at the flip side, though. Platinum Stars, some trouble again after winning back-to-back matches themselves. They can't win at home, though, Brian. 
Somebody was talking about the fact that it was Sundowns coming up in a cup tie, so they might just be able to get a victory over Sundowns, which is what they usually do on most most cases. But they're playing a different Sundowns this time around. And, uh, you know, at home, they're just having an appalling season at home. I mean, I was looking at around three victories only, and they had five draws before that particular loss. They lost against Pirates as well just before that. So it has just been bad for them. Last time they won at home, we've got to go last year. So they infield a lot like they won against Swallows recently at home. Right. But it was the first after a long time. I'm still going to go back to the same thing I said when you spoke about this two weeks ago, Dwayne. You do not sell the best players and expect to start performing well afterwards. Fair enough, losing some serious personnel. It was William Ritter also said uh, last week. But Black Aces, dismissed Clive Barker. Jacob Sagala steps into the, uh, the uh, coaching fray, the interim position, and they get back to winning ways for the first time in eight matches. Salula. When Mr. Cellula is back in the seat, you know what happens. He just really managed to get this information through to the players. But also you got to understand, he understands the culture of the team. He's the one that had them gain promotion into the, into the Premier Soccer League Festival and again, they returned yeah. again. The first time when they're still playing in the NFD as well, he was also involved to help them into this. Even though he was not the head coach of the side, he was sitting within the junior side, plus also helping technically for the side as well. So he knows everything that needs to be done. And they needed to do something. I think probably just read them the right act to say, you got to get me results or, or this will happen. Because remember what he did when they are playing in the National First Division When they got promoted He fired everybody And only had three players One central defender, one midfielder, one striker And brought in new players, the likes of Kalinge He brought all those players onto the team So they know what he can do Was it 19 new, uh, new players I think at, uh, yep. at the time But uh, let's talk Amazulu Undefeated in, uh, in March Two wins and two draws so far in the, the two matches they've played While they're hitting form It just seems like there's not enough matches left Are they running out of time? That for me is the, the, the turning point. For, I think for me the biggest match they're looking forward to is the Free State Stars game. Because they are hoping that they'll probably be able to get something. But for me, to win one, draw one, win one, draw one, that rate they will not be able to move on. And I think the matches will run out, as you're saying. But also something that I find interesting is the fact that they left it for way too late to start actually coming up and pushing themselves hard. I mean, the likes of Mabijela coming in and said, we can do it. Uh, Steven, uh, Steven Baka said they can do it. I'm still not sure. I'm, I'm, I'm yet to be convinced they can do it. If they can do, if they can win two in a row, then maybe I might come back and say, no, maybe they can. And that Free State Stars one, as you say, is going to be crucial. It is a definitive six-pointer. But looking ahead, the top three in the league standings, Chiefs, Sundowns and Pirates, playing in continental club competition this weekend. So they're playing their catch-up fixtures uh, midweek ahead of the Nedbank Cup ties. What do you make of those matches? Those will be crucial. I think Kaza Chiefs in particular, we've only won one game. If you minus the tie that they truly won as far as the Champions League is concerned, when they played against the Township Brawlers and also the match they won in the Nedbank Cup. They only won one game in the league in the first five matches. And they've only scored once in the league, which is against the Ice game, other than other four matches, no goals by them at all. They're up against Morocco Swallows. Yes, we know that Chiefs always wins against Swallows, but then you don't know which Swallows will turn up on a day. Could be a Swallows that just wants to win and so desperately wants to do so. Plus, Fanny Madida, those former players who have played for certain teams always seem to have a better off and they always have, have the upper hand when they play against the former employers. Pirates, on the other hand, are playing against Black Aces. Pirates are unbeaten in a long run now, 12 matches now run without losing a game. Sundowns, on the other hand, they are a team that believes now more than any other time that they can eclipse Chiefs and win the league. Briefly, uh, Bitvest Bits and uh, University of Pretoria start the Nedbank Cup action tomorrow as well. What do you make of that game? Pretoria Derby. It's going to be the Saudi, what do you call it, the University Derby? Varsity Derby, Varsity yeah. Derby. Now, that's always interesting to watch that. Because every time you watch, you always think, okay, who's going to be able to get the upper hand? But uh, I think Takis might come here and surprise Vets because they play on almost similar fields and there's no respect from the two sides. Thank you very much. Good. Remember that moment you wanted to give up.
When you thought there was no fight left in you, you'd roll the punches. And then you hit a wall. You realized you could go no further. You could go no further alone. So you reached out, sought guidance, the knowledge to take you to the next level. For some, the fight is over, but not for you. With the right partner, you can take your business to the next level. Partner with NetBank and make the things that really matter happen. Email business at nedbank.co.za today. We're an authorized financial services and registered credit provider. Make things happen. NetBank. Postbank is offering you safe and affordable banking. Get the Flexi, Aspire, and Mzansi debit cards that are for daily transactions and are acceptable at all Visa-branded stores. Choose from their various products such as SmartSave accounts, Barotzi, Stockfell account, TermSave, and TermSave Plus, and earn competitive interest rates. For more information, visit your local post office branch or go to www.postoffice.co.za. The post office is a registered financial services provider. PSL Radio Show. This is SFM 104-107. Now, Bulawayo City have certainly had a rather interesting and very contrasting past few days. They lost 5-0 to Mamelodi Sundowns midweek, and then they bounced right back to beat a Bloemfontein Celtic side that was undefeated under Clinton Larson by a very confident-looking three goals to nil. We've got the coach, Costa Limpapic, on the line. Uh, Costa, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Good evening. Thank you very much for your invitation. Uh, good to bounce back, I suppose. But are, are you concerned about uh, the consistency of your team right now, perhaps? We definitely not consistent like what I want, or consistent like what I want. But uh, we try to find a winning combination in a thing which is not easy, especially at the back. Mm. But uh, more or less, uh, the result that we have from January is not so bad that. I, like uh, uh, many seasons before, which is meaning this gives us the hope to be going to finish the season proper on the proper way. We actually surprised everybody in this country, and I hope so to be going to finish like that. Well, you, you say results since January have not been too bad, but I think the results since you arrived at Bulaguani City have actually been fantastic, because I think of the 16 league matches you've played, you've won eight, you've only lost four, which is a winning rate that only three other teams in the PSL can actually match. So, uh, unfortunately, I suppose, for the club's perspective, you haven't been there the entire season. But what are you looking for in terms of finishing, in terms of position, Costa? Well, since when I came, I said we are looking for a, for a position to comfortably um, stay in a PSL for our next season. Uh, for my opinion... We are still need to working on one more victory to comfortably stay in a mathematical way. Now we stay in a PSL, which is meaning if it has happened now, in that case, very soon we're going to be ready to say in a public which kind of position we're targeting. But let me be honest a little bit. After these three points, anything. What is going to happen? It is via bonus class. Uh, which position we're going to end up, and which position we're going to finish uh, in this in this year? It's actually no matter of question. Most important to we stay in a PSL to prepare the team for the next season. Yeah, and do our and do our job uh, much better than what we did.
Uh, so far. You're saying another win, but I tell you what, I think you've actually done enough to stay in the PSL for another mm-hmm. season. But it's always good to target victories. But, you know, Costa, no team has scored more goals than Bulugwani City this season, but no side has conceded more goals than you either. I'm a, I'm a big fan of attacking football. You know I like your, your style of play, but are you focusing on defensive options at all, or is it simply down to the personnel where you're having to slot midfielders into defensive positions? Like I said uh, in the beginning, we are a team who who is looking for a best option in a, in a pitch, looking the winning formula, looking the, the, the players who is going to play uh, each other on the, on the way, what we want from them. Sometimes uh, you change some, some people in the squad, some players, they're not performing very well or is not adapting on the system so fast and so, so quite uh, uh, in a way how, what, what I want. And uh, that is the cause of some some very tricky result. We are more or less we are we are there now. What the squad what we have we are more or less find a winning winning formula winning squad. And I'm going to uh, to think about that to continue to play season with a winning team, which is winning is not going to be some extraordinary chances uh, uh, so far. We try we give everybody momentum. We tried, I mean, I tried my best to every, every each of them, uh, shine in their eyes. I have to be, what is our nickname? But some of them is take that chance, some of them is, is not. That is part of the football, that is life. But we must to be sure about that, what we want. First, in, uh, save the relegation and after that, everything else. Well, tell which, you is the posi- which is the position now. Yeah, I, I tell you, the one player who has stood out for me since your arrival is Cole Alexander. I think he's, he's, he's playing superb football at the moment and, and started shortly after you joined Bulaguani City. Did, did you do anything different with him? Did you, did you sit him down and tell him what you wanted? Because I, I can't think of anything else that's led to this new, improved Cole Alexander. Yeah, but uh, he's, uh, he's actually jumped, jumped over uh, because the freedom what he wants and what is the style of football what he's playing is uh, suits him. He's actually get it now. Uh, he's also have some another obligation, but more more or less is he must to be focused on that. What is what kind of what, what kind of quality he has and show everybody what kind of players he he. But not only him, honestly speaking. I'm surprised also of some another players. Which is sitting in a big club, uh, two, three seasons, playing maybe one match or two matches. Now, uh, just small to remind you, um, when I came in a club, I see that the same players who is uh, last on the log. And uh, in a January, we take only one player. So we buy only one player. Everybody else is still in a club. And we are jumping in a position where we're standing now. And the season is not finished yet. We have a chance to achieve more or to jump down, but doesn't matter. It's not important now what, how we end up. It's most important what kind of uh, the attitude the players show us, the, what kind of things they did for a club. You said we are considering more goals than anybody, but we're scoring more goals than anybody. That is the reason because we are in a position where we are now. If we receive less goals, maybe be a second or, or third or four. Who knows? 
But football, that is the football. That is a attacking style of football. If you miss your chance, you, be, you get punished. That's the story. Fair enough. Well, Kostarin Papic, I think you've been uh, doing a superb job at Pulaguani City. You already won November and December Coach of the Year. You guided Pulaguani City to the Q2 uh, title as well. Uh, a little bit of extra financial incentive there as well. Continue, I hope, on your merry way towards the end of a, a season and you should have a top eight finish. Best of luck to you. <laughs> Thank you very much. If that happens, I'd be very happy. CSL Radio this is SAFM 104 to 107. Now, it was a little magic this weekend when Bradley Krobler made his way on uh, off the bench for Supersport United against Amatouch. Deadlocked at 0-0. Comes on, finds the back of the net. Three times in 20-odd minutes, although his initial strike was ruled offside. But the fact remains that Krobler single-handedly, or single-footedly perhaps, turned the match on its head and secured three points for the rather capricious Supersport United. And uh, I'm glad to say the goal-scoring hero is on the line. Bradley, thanks for joining us. Good evening. Ah, evening, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, it feels good to get back to uh, to, to getting your name on the score sheet there, eh? Yeah, it was good. I think not, not only for myself, but for the for the team as well. I think we've been under a bit of pressure at the moment, and we needed the win. You know, that's it. You beat, you beat Kaiser Chiefs, and then it goes to pot after that. And three successive losses was not exactly what uh, what Gordon Nickerson would have imagined. But uh, the match against Summer Tucks, who themselves have been looking good in recent times, I think a, a real confidence booster overall, and I, I suppose credit to the team for pulling through uh, the way you guys did at the end there. Yeah, I think, you know, with the, with the squad we got, you know, the, the technical team, the coach we got, you know, to lose three games in a row is, Incredibly difficult for us to accept. So I think we knew tax was not going to be easy. I think they've come off a, a streak of a lot of good results. And yeah, I mean, it was a must win game for us. And yeah, luckily we won it. Brentley, I, I don't want to ask your opinion on the, the official, but I mentioned that your first strike was ruled offside. But did you know how far onside you were with that initial strike before it was flagged? Yeah, I think, like, I mean, you know, making a run, I knew from how, how deep I did come. And I, I was 100% sure I was not offside. But then the day, I mean, you look at the linesman, he's got a split-second decision to make. And unfortunately, it went against me. Yeah, it just seemed like you had ages of time. And perhaps he just, uh, in his mind, thought he surely couldn't have had that much time without being in an offside yeah. position, I suppose. Yeah, I think that's it. I think, you know... When a ref or a linesman sees that you, you know, in the box and you got so much time and nobody near you, automatically the first thing that comes to mind is it's got to be offside. So I think that's that, that, that's probably what happened in that situation. Really, you know, some players let a decision like that that goes against them actually get to them. I mean, you seem to sort of dust yourself off and get straight back to business. How do you how do you deal with your emotions on the pitch? Yeah, I must be honest. When that happened, I mean, the last few games against Celtic, you know, we had a a goal that's allowed for offside that was clearly onside, and I had a penalty that went against me that was also <laughs> clearly a penalty. And then to go to the game before that, where I had three say three attempts that were, the keeper made a you know really good save. And when that happens, you just start thinking to yourself, you know, is it ever gonna you know go in or be allowed? And luckily for me, I think I got a chance very soon after that, and I took it. And sometimes as a, as a striker, you know, that's all you need to get that one goal and you know, your whole mindset can change. So fortunately for me, yeah, I got that chance pretty soon after. 
Looking at, at South African football more generally, I mean, for all the skill that's so often on display, there are very few strikers who seem to be able to finish with one touch. But your first touch on Saturday night was, was well, it was spectacular and it certainly proved key. Where did you hone your finishing skills? I think, you know, it's difficult to, to say exactly, but I think uh, for me, my first touch has always been, you know, one of my stronger, stronger aspects. And, you know, fortunately enough, I think a lot of people know that I grew up being coached by my dad for like the first 18, 18 years of my life. And, yeah, I think he, he had a good first touch, and it's probably something that he drilled into me for, for you know, the first 18 years when I started playing. And, yeah, I'm really grateful for that. Well, for those who don't know, your dad, Les, indeed, was a was a great striker uh, for, for many years. But do you feel in any way that people compare you to your father, those that watched Les playing? And, and you know, in that, do you feel in, sometimes that you live in his shadow? Um, I think, you know, for, for sure, you're, you're always, you know, when your dad's played and he's, he's done well for himself, and then, you know, your son comes through, it's always, I mean, it doesn't matter what you do or what you say, you're always going to be compared to, to your father, which, you know, I did, it's not a bad thing for me because I, you know, I always want to try and, you know, not that it's a competition, but you always trying to want to, you know, do better. And, and it's not only for me, but he would also like to see me do more than what he did. And yeah, I'm also, I'm grateful for that. And I mean, for me, the, you know, the era that he played in and, you know, it's a long time ago and I think the game has come a long, long way since then. So in all honesty, I don't think it's, fair to actually compare you know the football days then and now but like I said I think it's always going to happen and yeah something I've got to accept. You can just show him your paycheck at the end of the month and uh, I, I, I doubt he would ever see money <laughs> like that in his playing days that's that's for sure but speaking of father and son Bradley you, you actually became a father a few months ago how, how old is, is Troy now and how is uh, fatherhood treating you? Yeah fatherhood it's, it's you know it's not what people think it's, it's difficult but at the same time it's I mean you know your life changes in so many different ways and I wouldn't change anything I think you know as a, as a football player and probably as any parent it would push you harder to try and you know become a better person on and off the field and yeah I think you're always trying to make him proud so I think if anything that, that works for you and yeah I wouldn't change anything it's been the best best seven months of my life. Let's talk about the Nedbank Cup coming up you've got Supersport United uh, taking on Orlando Pirates on Saturday night it's set to be a cracker because you guys won the Telcom knockout and Pirates are the defending champions. For me, it's the match of the round. But how are you seeing this match going down? Yeah, I think it's, it's a big game for both teams. I think, you know, both teams are, if we're going to be realistic to, to try and win the league, it's going to be yeah, practically, you know, it's going to be very difficult for any team to try and win the league. So that's the last trophy that's up for, for grabs and, both teams are very capable of going all the way and, you know, so it's a game that could actually be a final had we not have drawn each other. But, yeah, I think, you know, like any cup game, to be the best, you've got you to gotta beat the best. And, yeah, we've come off a good result. The, the team spirit and everything is high, so, I mean, we're looking forward to it now. Well, I think Kerber Erasmus is the lucky charm for any teams in the Nedbank Cup. He's played in the last three finals. He's won two, and he's got three goals overall in the finals. So maybe somebody wants to do a little extra marking on Kerber Erasmus should he start. But listen, Bradley, best of luck in the upcoming tie against Orlando Pirates over the weekend. Thanks for chatting to us. Thanks a lot, Dwayne. Thanks for having me. Experience 1,000 different styles of leadership at the Old Mutual Tomorrow's Leaders Convention on the 20th of March at Empress Palace at Kualeni. Take your place among 1,000 young leaders who are changing tomorrow, today.
Recognize leadership and be recognized by your fellow leaders. Network, learn, inspire with the cream of South Africa's leadership talent. Join the who's who of tomorrow at the Tomorrow's Leaders Convention. Find out more at tomorrowsleaders.co.za. Postbank is offering you safe and affordable banking. Get the Flexi, Aspire and Mzansi debit cards that offer daily transactions and are acceptable at all Visa branded stores. Choose from their various products such as SmartSave accounts, Barotsi, Stockfell account, TermSave and TermSave Plus and earn competitive interest rates. For more information, visit your local post office branch or go to www.postoffice.co.za. The post office is a registered financial services provider. CSL Radio Show. Okay, so you've heard from Bradley Grobler. Let's uh, take a listen to what Eric Tinkler thinks about Orlando Pirates' chances in the Nedbank Cup. We've set ourselves targets right at the beginning of the season, well, since I've been at this club. And the, the target and the vision has always been to win every single competition we play in. We've done it last season by getting to five finals, you know, and, and that is our objective. That is always our objective, is to get to every single final, to win every single game. That's, that's what a club like Orlando Pirates, that's what you expected to do. I've explained to the players the importance of setting your goals very, very high. Don't be happy with what you've achieved. Rather look to what there is still to achieve. That's what's important. Look for things that you haven't achieved yet. That's vitally important. So, yes, this season we're looking to try and finish as high as we can in the league. This competition we're looking to go as far as we possibly can. And obviously we want to defend the net bank. You know, that doesn't change. It, it, I think it will always be like that at, at Orlando Pirates. Well, that's where we're going to have to leave it for tonight. But good, confident words then from uh, Eric Tinkler ahead of that tie. It really is going to be a Titanic. Supersport United taking on Orlando Pirates. That's on Saturday night. You can catch it live on SBC One as well. Now, Lady Muleo is going to be up after the news with a talk shop. Time for me to say cheers. I'm out of here. Join Brad Brown tomorrow, 6.30, for all your latest sporting news on SAFM Sports Ramp. But uh, from the team tonight, the PSL Radio Show, Second Jalo team producer, Siobhan Chetty and me, Dwayne Locker. Have a lovely evening. Cheers. It's 7 o'clock.